Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with Samad, Chef Samad from Mama Nim's um, food truck here in Raleigh, North Carolina. He really has a great story about how when he was eight years old, he had to learn how to cook to help his mom feed the family while the mom worked. And then when the mom, when he turned 15, he was basically the the head chef at his mom's restaurant, which is kind of cool. Um, we really have an amazing conversation. My friend Rada, who has actually been on the podcast before for my Women in Race series um, panel and for my importance on voting, she kind of pops in toward the end. Because not only does she um, ha- have such amazing opinions, and I just love her to death, and she's going to come on later for another episode later on that's all about her, but she also has her own marketing company, and she kind of put Samad and I together, which I think is pretty awesome. So I hope you really enjoy listening to this chat. It's really fun. I can't wait to taste his food because just listening to him talk about it made me hungry. So y'all, if you have not eaten before you listen to this episode, Please eat first, because I will tell you, the way he describes his food, it will make you hungry. You know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another edition of the from the Blog Cabin. Today, I am very honored to have a veteran on today. Happy Veterans Day. Yep, he's got his Navy hat. My dad was a Marine so... All the way. So, Samad, tell us a little about yourself. Oh, well, thank you for having me on, first of all. Uh, my name is Samad Lau. I am the owner of Mama Nim's Food Truck. We are a Creole food truck. We specialize in Creole cuisine. Um, lots of po' boys, um, gumbo, jambalaya, uh, some special things that we have going on in uh I, I grew up in the kitchen. My mom, my grandmom, they all taught me how to cook. And uh, I had an opportunity to go to culinary school after getting out of the Navy, uh, got my culinary degree and went into the workforce, decided that making someone else rich with my talent was not the way to go. So I talked to my wife and we um, started our food truck here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I have been married for 26 years. Um, to my beautiful wife, Sandra, love her so much. And we have uh, six beautiful kids, three girls, three boys. They range in age from 31 to 13. Wow. (laughs) So you pretty much even with the boys and girls. So there's no fighting, right? You know what? Amazingly, no. The the boys are very protective of their sisters and the sisters are very nurturing to their brothers. So they actually do get along very well. Well, I love, I actually turned tuned into your YouTube channel uh-huh. and where it said you were Mama Names. I love that. Tell us a little bit about the truck, the name behind the truck. All right. So growing up in Shelby, North Carolina, um, just a little country boy. And, you know, we, we speak a little different. We talk a little different. So we might not say Mama and them. So on the weekends, you always went over Mama Names house after church and Mama and them will cook up a meal and it might be your sisters, your, your cousins, aunties. Everybody was in the kitchen. The family would all gather at one house and everybody would cook up their favorite recipes and things like that. And so uh, we had previously lived in Florida. Uh, that's when we got into a lot of the Creole cooking, um, making gumbo, a lot of things we had to fish and 
you know, uh, didn't have a lot, you know, but what we had, my mom was amazing in the kitchen. So, you know, uh, I just decided to take that. I said, well, you know, if it worked for me, I haven't lost any weight. So (laughs) 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 else might enjoy it. I love that. So what is the inspiration? I mean, you, I love the fact that that inspiration and that you're learning, you started cooking when you were eight year old, eight years old, correct? Eight years old. Um, I was actually, you know, I was in the kitchen, you know, probably five years old. If I could get a little step stool or something and get up to the sink, you know, I was helping mom either clean up or prep or, you know, she say, go grab this for me. And I was always, you know, interested and just amazed at what she could do. And I'm like, wow, you took flour and you took oil and then this happened. And how did that happen? And it was just one of those things where I was so interested. I just kept getting into it. So when I decided to start this business, you know, for me, it was only natural because when I look at a lot of restaurants, everything is so cookie cutter and it's processed and pre-made. And, you know, that's one of the things of uh, my management company. They are wonderful. Burton Brewington, they want us to become a chain, but I'm like, before we can become a chain, we have to make sure that it's going to be perfected so that, that, that mama Nims feel is there. I want people to come. Our, our motto is come home for dinner. You know, when you come to mama Nims, you come home for dinner. And I, I just, I, I love that feeling of when you sit down, it's just comforting. You know, it, that you, you work, all we do is work. We work so hard. We, we, we work, we go to school and work. Mm-hmm. Um, we have kids who, who, that we help with homework. Everybody's working so hard. And the last thing you need is to be just, eh, okay, we'll just go stop by and pick up a pizza or a hamburger. And you're not really satisfied. You know, you come to us, We'll give you a full meal and, and you're going to you're going to be happy on a Wednesday. You think it's Sunday dinner or Thanksgiving. I'd love that idea. And you just mentioned your management company and Rada actually said, hey, y'all. So hey, I don't have to give her all the credit for having you on. Um, I actually was intrigued by your food truck a while back. We were on a blogger trip and she talked about the dirty balls. So that's all she kept talking about. So tell us what dirty balls are. <laughs> okay. So the concept of mom and M's people say, okay, you grew up in North Carolina. Okay. You went to, you were in Florida, but that still doesn't click. Cause when I think Creole, I think Louisiana. So family vacation, we went to new Orleans, stayed at this really nice hotel. It was really nice. The St. James, I'll never forget it. If I go back, I'm staying there again. But the lady, the the manager, oh my gosh, I don't know if that was her family or what, but she told us about this restaurant. And I will not divulge that name because I will not, I will not throw salt on anybody. But she just, oh, she swore by this restaurant. You y'all have got to go here. You're in New Orleans. You have got to experience New Orleans. This is the best place to get it. We went. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't the way she dressed it up. It just, eh, okay. So, you know, the kids, we spent, you know, we spent 150 bucks to leave five people lunch. So I was like, that's it? Like, really? Like, I came all the way to Louisiana and that's what you gave me? So we get home and and everybody was so disappointed. They were like, Dad, you have got to, we know you can do better than that. So, Get in the kitchen, we start making up stuff, and I, I basically recreated everything that we had. 
So we had leftovers and stuff. My wife took them to her job and people were like, well, how much is a plate? Wait, what? Huh? So we actually started out, we were, we were selling, um, I need to get my son to show you, but we got these, had these little white boxes. It looked like the old KFC boxes, but they were all white. And we would put little containers and we had eight different items in it was a sample platter. And we would sell them for 20 bucks and I would deliver them out of my Prius. <laughs> I would deliver hundreds in a day in a Prius. <laughs> But this, these are the things that people do to, to build and start a business. So anyway, long story short, so we start this dream of getting this food truck and we're working and saving to get this food truck. And I would watch uh, the great food truck race over and over and over again. I probably have all those seasons memorized. And there was this one particular food truck. It was a Korean beef food truck. But one of their appetizers was this kimchi ball. And it was a fried rice ball. And I had some leftover dirty rice. And I said, I got some rice, too. I'm going to make me some balls. So I'm explaining to my wife in Cajun Creole cuisine, this is called a boudin ball because of the boudin sausage. And many people know about boudin and boudin balls. So anyway, I made them. Everybody loved them. My wife came back a couple of weeks later. She said, can you make me some more of those things you made? I was like, what things? And she goes, those uh, those fried dirty rice balls. And I said, what did you say? Did you say fried dirty balls? And she said, yeah, the fried dirty balls. And I said, that's it. That's the name. It's sticking with it. We're never changing it. We went to Congress and got it trademarked. And <laughs> so, yeah, we are the owners of fried dirty balls. <laughs> and that's where the fried dirty balls came from. And people love them. Yeah, I understand they are delicious. I mean, Rada cannot stop talking about that. And the jokes, oh my gosh, the jokes. Mm -hmm. People come to the truck and we just go on and on and on. And we got a whole t-shirt line coming out. Oh, and people come up and they people add to the t-shirt line. They just they they come up and they say, Hey, how big are your balls? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Pastor, you can't say that. <laughs> Well, Rada just says, love those dirty balls. Get you a pair with the laughing emoji. So, exactly. That's, and, oh, my gosh. You should hear us on the phone. Some days we'll sit on the phone for 30 minutes and just go back and forth, just coming up with new lines about these fried dirty balls. But, I mean, it was it was catchy. But the key to anything, you can be catchy all day. If it's not good, people will not care. So, the fact that people love the the the, the product is, is more important than the name, but the name does get their, their attention. Um, we are, so from that, we, you know, I'm still watching Food Network all the time. I'm a junkie. And um, there was this guy down in Charlotte. He had this, uh, he had this egg roll kind of thing and he called it a soul roll. And we had like black eyed peas and collard greens and some other stuff. And I mean, I was like, huh, that's interesting, but I think I can do it a little bit better. So we started one and has blackened chicken, uh, collard greens, uh, peppers, onions, uh, celery, cheese, and corn and black. Oh, it's so good. We roll it up in an egg roll. We call it Sunday dinner in an egg roll. It is Mama Nim Soul Rolls. And they are, that's my favorite. I'll be honest, I eat those. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say pretty much every every time we 
take that truck out. I'm, I eat some. So, but it's a great, you know, great product. People love them and they line up for them. And we look forward to everybody in Raleigh and the surrounding area to come out and check us out. Look us up on Street Food Finder. Check us out on mamanems.com and Mama Nims Food and YouTube for cooking with Mama Nims on Mama Nims Food. <laughs> uh, well, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Raider keeps us very busy. Yes, she does. Yeah. Now let's talk about your seasoning line. You're going to launch a seasoning line pretty soon, are you not? Oh, the seasoning line. I don't know what you're talking about. Might that be it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Mama Nim seasoning. This is Mama Nim seasoning. Let me back it up and get it. So, due to health concerns, you know, doctor told me to look, cut back on the sodium. I think he's told every doctor has told every patient they need to cut back on their sodium. Um, so I wanted to create something because I cannot go without flavor. And I developed a seasoning. It's a Creole seasoning, but it's not overly spicy. It has less than 1% of your daily allowance of uh, uh, sodium per day. I mean, it's it's amazing. And people and we put it on everything that goes in the fried dirty balls. It goes in the soul rolls. It goes in the gumbo. It goes. We use it and make a variation for our French fry seasoning. So this stuff, we have three different uh, brands. We have two uh, rib rubs. We have a beef rub, a pork rub and also the Creole season, the Mama Nims. And I've got to get you some of this. You will love it. You can put it on anything. It is incredible. Uh, every time we do one of our cooking shows, we, we try to showcase it to let people know that, look, this is what we use and this is what we do. And, you know, we live by it. And here's Rada coming in in a clinch saying, join the email list to be the first to know when the seasonings are ready to purchase. I mean, there she goes. She's already doing the marketing for you. That's what she does. She'll put me in front of the camera and call me afterwards and say, why didn't you say this? And why didn't you say that? And, <laughs> and she's right. But <laughs> oh, but definitely join the email list. Listen up. We have a Dirty Ball fan club. Join the the, the millions and millions of people who just love my balls. Just get in line. Just get in line. Join the club. <laughs> now, how has COVID made you pivot? Because obviously, were you, did you have to shut down any because of COVID or? Yes, ma'am. Uh, to be honest, when the breweries and the bars got shut down and um, I mean, the restaurants were shut down. So in the beginning, it was tough, but then we started finding that, you know, people were cramped up in their house and most people weren't spending that much time with each other. You know, like my family, we love to be around each other. So it was a big deal for us. But a lot, I, I did not realize until COVID how, how little people actually spend time together. And what they found out in spending time together was mom can't cook, neither can dad. And so they got tired of eating cereal and sandwiches and stuff like that. So they were looking for food trucks. So we would find spots and set up. And I mean, people were just, you know, part of it was just getting out of the house. But the other thing was they were like, I need good food. I need good food. You know, going through McDonald's drive through just won't cut it. But, no, not the McDonald's. Please don't make a McGumbo. But, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, so it, it it like it affected everybody in the beginning. Everybody was affected, but um, we had to become creative in our locations, uh, how we did events, because even as we're starting to open back up, we still make sure that people are social distancing. Uh, we don't want everybody crowded together. So we put up a, a big tent so that everybody could line up and we put, you know, markers out so that people can stay six feet apart. We don't, you know, the last thing we want to do is be part of the problem. We want to be part of the solution. Um, so that's, that's basically, you know, how it's been, but things have been picking up and um, it's good. Um, we have found that we have a very loyal following and we appreciate all of the people who have supported us and continue to tell people and, and spread the, the word about mom and M's and, it's been great. It's been great. Now you have a relaunch party coming up this weekend. Is that going to, what Governor Cooper put back into place, is that going to, in North Carolina, is that going to affect your relaunch party on Saturday? It has. Um, we're looking to actually, we're going to postpone and reschedule. Okay. Uh, gosh, we got a great location. It's a, uh, the Raleigh Speed Shop. Uh, it's actually, my cousin actually owns it. Uh, he's one of my best friends growing up and did not know I drew. It's funny, this food truck has rode past here so many times and never knew that my cousin owned it. But they have all of these classic cars. He's got this 73 Barracuda that is just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But uh, anyway, so, you know, we want to make sure that when we do this, we're doing it the proper way. We want to make sure that people are safe and we want to make sure that people can come out. I don't want to do it when everybody's back on the, I don't want to say in fear because it's not fear, but it's in safety mode. And that's what we need to be. We need to be safe. So, you know, I, I, I support whatever, you know, outcomes they say, you know, we'll make it. We always make it. And we'll, we'll reschedule. Um, we were looking at maybe early December, but Make sure you check out uh, the website, mamanems.com. Check us out on Facebook, Mamanems Food Truck, and we will keep you posted. And we're, we want to have a big relaunch party. We're going to have DJs. We're going to have some other vendors there. Um, uh, we'll have the classic cars out and plenty of dirty balls. Now, is this a family-run business as well? Is it just you cooking or members of your family come and help you cook? Oh, um, Mainly, it, it is a family business, and the family does help uh, operate the truck, but most of the cooking, I am assisted by my son. My youngest son, Aaron, he is uh, in culinary school right now, mm. and he loves he loves it. He does. To be honest with you, he is the reason that the balls are so big now, because he makes the dirty balls, and mm. we make them ahead of time. And I, I tell him, I was like, you know, we used to, they used to be about like that, and now they're like, I'm like, Aaron, your balls are huge. You can't just keep feeding people these huge balls. I was like, we got to cut back. People can't eat them all the way. Another joke. But uh, nonetheless, he has been amazing. That dude, he, man, my son, he, he's always looking out for me. Dad, you okay? Dad, is there anything I can help you with? I mean, before we even started this, he was in here, you know, Dad, is there anything I can help? You know, anything you need me to do? Call me if you need me. I'll be right upstairs. And I mean, it's been wonderful. It's been great for our relationship. And um, soon my other son, uh, my uh, son, Terrence, he'll be coming on board with us. Uh, he works as a cook now and 
once we get to a point where kind of everything opens up and we can be more regular because he's grown and he has bills and I want to make sure that those are paid <laughs> because I don't want to pay them. <laughs> so it looks like that's something that runs in your blood because you started cooking when you were eight and then you helped your mom in your restaurant and you became her main cook at age 15. So is that something that you're just passing down through generations? It's, it, you know what? It, I was talking to my niece today uh, uh, earlier this morning, and she was telling me that um, her daughter is going to be going to uh, culinary school. So there are, I think we counted up, It's there are like nine chefs in our family. So the whole family, we just, I mean, the whole family, I mean, Thanksgiving, you should see it. It's, you know, there's like, well, I want to say there's a big competition, but everybody knows uh, who King is. <laughs> and it's so funny, but you should see it because there'll be like, there'll be like eight different macaroni and cheeses. And they're like, let's do a blind taste test and see who's the best. Like y'all already know who's gonna win. <laughs> you know who's gonna win. I always do. Don't do it to yourself. But it is. It's a family. I mean, it's just in the blood. I don't know, man. Just, I mean, even the ones who don't cook professionally can cook. I, I, I don't know if that's hereditary or not. Is that? I mean, maybe it's a. Maybe our tastes are enhanced or something. But uh, yeah, my whole family. I've got a cousin in uh, Seattle, Washington. He's a chef. I got a cousin in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's a chef. I've got a nephew in Atlanta, Georgia. He's a chef. I mean, we're just spread out all over the place, and it's a family full of chefs. And I'm thinking Food Network really needs to call us and do a whole family, you know, story on that. Yeah, because, I mean, that's amazing that so many chefs are in your family. I mean, because really there's normally like one or two because chefs are not something that a lot of people navigate to as far as a career wise. Because like, oh, you have to get in the right restaurant or you have to do things your way or their way, you know. So. Right. It's been it's it's been amazing to kind of discover these things, too, as as we started, you know, to be seen on the Internet and things like that. My cousins, you know, contacted me. It's like, hey man, hey cuz, I didn't know you were a chef. How did you not know? You know, mama, growing up, mama had the restaurant. How did you not know? But I didn't know that they were, you know, to find out that my cousin is one of the biggest chefs in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is just huge. You know, that is amazing. And I told him, well, Brian, um, let me help you get steered in the path of getting your own restaurant. You know, mm. at the end of the day, that's the American dream that's the goal is to own your own and to be able to do what you love and be in control of it because when you work for like you said when you work for somebody else's restaurant it's their recipes no matter how great you are you might be able to add something to it but at the end of the day there's somebody else signing off on it so do you ever think you'll go from being a food truck to a brick and mortar restaurant When we first started with the food truck, I said, this is amazing. I love this. I can go to where the people are. I will never get a brick and mortar. I turned 50 last week. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, well, thank you. And um, upon turning 50, I started saying, you know what? It'd be nice to just go up the street and open unlock the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, to me, it's, it's 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 a very physical job. You know, people see it, and you know, food trucks are so popular, and every television show you see, they've got something about a food truck somewhere. Either the character is trying to own his own food truck, or you know, these people are meeting in a food truck park or something like that. And so it's very popular and everybody sees it on TV and they think it's just easy. You just wake up, buy a truck, do it. And there's so much to the business and um, just getting, you know, just being able to get permitted uh, is so much work. There's so much sanitation, um, prep work, um, understanding how to uh, price out a menu, um, how to write standardized uh, recipes. Because like you said, does anybody help me with the cooking? Well, if someone's going to help me with the cooking, they have to know a standard recipe. So the same way I did it, that's the same way it happens again. Because if you come one week and you get the gumbo and a month later you come back, you go, that is not the same gumbo. Mm-hmm. That, that's not going to work. So we try to do it right the first time, every time. So how many employees do you have? Um, technically five, but generally just three. Um, it's my my son, myself, and uh, my wife. Um, sometimes my daughter and my other son, they will, uh, well, or the other daughter. <laughs> it can be any combination of the others whenever they're available, they come and help out. So who drives the truck? I drive the truck. Nobody else? Uh, you don't trust anybody else? I want to trust somebody else so bad they don't trust themselves. Uh, I want them to drive the truck. They won't drive the truck. They are more than welcome. Let's get in the parking lot. Let's practice. Let me show you what to do. Uh, because, um, you know, it's it's we have a huge, huge trailer. Uh, we uh, actually pull it with a pickup truck, but it's a 24 foot rolling restaurant. Um, three fryers, griddle, grill, stove, um, sandwich prep, um, heat box. Uh, I mean, it, it really is a restaurant like um and that was the goal because I didn't want to limit what we were able to do. Um, you know, a lot of people think when they think, uh, they, you know, food trucks are popular, mm-hmm. but expectations for many, if you're not like a foodie, like foodies, they they get it. You know, they understand. They know how to look for certain food trucks. They understand what, uh, you know, what, which food trucks provide what type of quality. But, you know, the average person, they just expect to go get an okay meal, overpriced, and I don't want to limit that. You know, I'm a chef, first and foremost, so it doesn't matter where I'm at. I figure if they can have chopped and they give you a basket with whatever stuff's in there, if I can set something up, I can cook whatever I need if I can already plan for it. I don't have to worry about surprises or anything like that. But there's still a lot of surprises. (laughs) So... You started cooking in your kitchen. So after you started cooking in your kitchen, how long did before you got the food truck? Take me through those steps. To be honest, I think it was about been about three to four years ago we started selling, and I was working. I was working as an engineer. I was a uh, electronics technician at a transmission factory, <laughs> and we made transmissions for Toyotas, and I was repairing machines and. I would take vacation days off because it was a huge plant, over 2,000 employees. So they would order so many boxes. I would have to take a vacation day just to deliver all day to the different shifts. 
So we did that for about a year and a half. And we, uh, we came up with enough money to buy a very small trailer. It was a 12 foot trailer. Um, we were very limited. We could only serve so many people because we could only you know, carry so much food. Um, and we just kept building. We did that for a little more than a year, more than that, about maybe 14 to 15 months. And about three months ago, we were able to upgrade to Big Mama. And, you know, <laughs> so that's Big Mama now. But uh, she, which is funny because uh, that's what we used to call my grandmother. My grandmother was Big Mama. <laughs> well, but yeah, so uh, and which is funny when you think of the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I knew we always called my grandmama Big Mama. But uh, she told her the gun, too. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> But um, yeah, so we were able to upgrade and here we are. And it's funny, you know, you asked a question about a brick and mortar and <laughs> I said, wow, okay, we've got this. This is great. I'm ready for a brick and mortar so that we can go out just for events. That way people can come to us. And then when we have events, we can go out there. So we are headed into phase four, I guess you would call it, <laughs> of Mama Nims. Wow. Well, let's talk about your YouTube channel and your cooking. You're not giving away all your recipes, are you? Nothing that is served on the truck will ever be showcased on the show. So I will come up with things that we make at the house. And last night, oh my gosh, man, <laughs> it's funny because I'd make Creole food, but I've always been a fan of everybody's mama now. So if you, was an, if you were an Italian mama, Hispanic mama, a Cuban mama, it didn't matter. A Irish mama, because, you know, I love corned beef and cabbage and, you know, things like that. So whatever was comfort food for anyone, you know, I've always been intrigued by it because no matter what background you come from, there was something that your mom made or whoever's mom made that was just comfort. And when people thought of that, that meal, it made them smile because they remembered their mom. So I always try to pull from that and do different things. Um, Our next episode, when we uh, debut the second episode, uh, it's grilled chicken nachos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's more of a Southwestern type thing. But in my household, that's one of our go-to meals. That's what we do on Saturday afternoons. College football's on. We'll all get in the kitchen. We have about seven different layers going. You do this one, you do this one, you do this one. And everybody, you know, Aaron, you grill the chicken and I'm going to start frying tortillas and we put them together. And that it's, it's more about family than anything. So, um, like I said, we will not be putting any, you will not find out what's in the dirty box. Sorry. You just got to come to the truck and eat them and buy some and enjoy. But, you know, we'll have, you know, we might have beef stew, chicken and dumplings, things like that. So there'll be plenty for people to tune in. Make sure you check us out. Mama Nims Food Truck, Cooking with Mama Nims. And uh, we try to gear it so it can actually teach people. Because, like I said, when we find out, I mean, honestly, it's just watching social media during COVID. That's where the whole concept came from. We're watching it. People are just like, they're putting up little memes and they're saying, you know, uh, getting sick of it. You know, a lot of people are finding out they can't cook. And a lot of people love to put pictures of their food on there. And a lot of people's food is ugly. <laughs> it is ugly. And I can't stand ugly food. So I'm like, let me do take my talents and try to teach and help people. So we go step by step. 
We give you the whole grocery list. We break down the price of it all so that people aren't thinking, well, if he's making that, that must cost $40, $50. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. If you took your family out, it would cost you $50 to $60. But if you watch Cooking with Mama Nams, we'll show you how to do it, make it affordable for you and your family. Now, do you think being in the military helped you to get your food taste like, because you said you love all cuisines. Do you think that's helped a lot being in the military and going different places? You know, I, I will tell you what, and being in the Navy, you, you go to boot camp. There are 82 of you in, in your boot camp company. And, you know, I'll never forget this guy. He was from Nebraska. And there was a guy, you know, there's guys from California and they were from Chicago. So, you know, I never heard of a Chicago hot dog, you know, before then, you know, back then, I mean, we didn't have the internet back then. So, you know, if you, unless somebody helped you experience it, um, you know, and a lot of people may not believe this, but in 1988 in North Carolina, nobody knew what a Philly cheesesteak was, folks. Sorry, <laughs> we ate barbecue. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. you, didn't, you didn't know these things, but over the past two or three decades, you know, so many people either move in or with the internet and cable television and being able to see these things, people are, are introduced to new cuisines. So for me, traveling the world, um, you know, over the course of eight years, you got to try stuff and you got to learn, you know, new cultures. Uh, funny, I thought a gyro was Canadian food. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of a gyro. <laughs> I see this big, you know, piece of meat on a rotisserie in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And, you know, I was like, hey, I'm gonna try that. That looks good. I'm gonna try it. So I get one and they put it on the pita and everything. And I was like, man, Canadian food is awesome. <laughs> and I didn't know it was Greek. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're 17, you're 18 years old, you, you know, never been anywhere. You don't know, but you know, you travel and you meet so many different people and, you know, food has always brought us together. You know, um, it's funny. It doesn't matter your political background, your religious background. You want to get somebody's attention, bring up food because it's common. That's what everybody's going to eat every day, no matter what. Somebody's going to eat something. Somebody's watching this right now and they're putting something in the mouth right now. Put them Cheetos now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know food food brings us together so you know you can always discuss food and people and i love it for people a lot of times i think people think i don't want to hear what they're saying sometimes i might be busy on the truck but i'm always interested give me your ideas you better put it in writing because i'll have it on the menu next week but <laughs> but if you want it you know we're always open we'll try it we'll try it if you know folks like it we add it to the menu. Wow. Now, a little birdie also told me something else besides food. You also started your own record label. <laughs> that was, wow, that was a long time ago. But uh, yeah, um, me and a certain manager, we uh, started a gospel music label about, I was been almost 20 years ago now. And uh, we did very well, actually. We did very well. Um, we won quite a few, you know, regional awards and national awards. And, um, you know, uh, we were able to bless a lot of people and um, touch a lot of people's lives. And, um, you know, it's it's funny, uh, you know, food and music kind of go hand in hand. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's something that feeds your soul. You know, 
well, let me say this, good food will feed your soul. Yeah. You know, that's the whole point of the comfort. You know, a lot of times we eat just to fill the empty spot because we're hungry. And, you know, when you come to Mama Nims, we want to feed your soul. And that was what we were doing. Uh, the name of the label was Predestined Soul. So we were always trying to, uh, and it's funny because when you think Predestined Soul, you know, back then we knew, we knew that someday there could be something like this because it was already predestined. You know, God had already decided what direction he wanted to take, you know, our business, our lives, um, our talents, you know, and that time it passed. And then this time it was ushered in right behind it. So, you know, here we are and um, thankful for every new chapter that we, we, we encounter. Do you ever think you'll combine the two together? <laughs> when I get that brick and mortar, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy in a shiny suit that walks up and welcome everybody to Mama Nails. <laughs> we got the jazz band going and woo and some doo-wop and all that stuff. And we're going to enjoy and order up a bowl of gumbo and tip your waitress. And I might belt out a song then. But right now we're focused on getting Mama Nims brand where it needs to be. Well, see, I wasn't going to ask you, but you said you could belt out a song. Could you sing a few bars? Oh, oh gosh. Really? You put me on the spot like that? Yeah, I'm put you on the spot. Oh, boy. I, I don't even, I don't even know, like, what to sing. I, you know, I wouldn't even know, like, okay. Um, uh, get back to me in about three minutes. <laughs> I promise you. I got to figure it out. Another little fun fact, I am a distant cousin of Whitney Houston's. Oh, wow. Yes. Did you yes. ever meet her in real life? Um, According to my mom, when I was a baby at my christening, she sang at my christening. Yeah. So not many people um, have that claim to fame. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, I don't really talk about it much because, you know, I, I tell people you do realize that these people do have families like. Somebody's related to them. People, you're not related to her. I'm like, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But uh, my grandmother and her mother are like second cousins. Mm. So, you know, we're not like, you know, close like that. But at the same time, Whitney is a relative and um, her brother lives here in North Carolina, you know, to this day. You know, just one of them fun facts. Wow. Leave the children our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. I figured out a song. Awesome. I loved it. It gave me chills. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do it. You just started doing it. <laughs> it, it popped up when we started talking about Whitney. I said, like, oh, yeah, hey. Hey, and congratulations, Whitney. I mean, it's after, I mean, sad that you're gone, but she got nominated. She got uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Way wow. overdue. Way overdue. Way overdue. Because her voice was amazing. The voice of her generation. Definitely, for sure. 
to this day, you know, so many, they follow behind. And I guess that's her legacy is when you see all these other singers that come up and they idolized Whitney Houston and they, they pattern themselves after Whitney Houston, um, which is, you know, kind of my goal with Mama Nims is to teach my family um, our traditions, our, you know, make our, make new traditions pass them down and let them live on long after I'm gone. You know, I want people to say, you know, my papa or my dad, you know, this is how he did it. And we're going to do it the same way because it worked. So That's you right. honestly, so you see it going on generation, generation, handing it down and handing it over to your kids and they're handing it over to their kids and so forth and so on the same. Without a doubt. Without wow. a doubt. First of all, they love the food themselves. So, you know, uh, to be honest with you, our whole menu is based on what goes on inside this house. You know, if it's kind of we we I make it, we test it, we kind of vote on it. You know, what do you think? You know, and everybody says, oh, that's a definite winner right there. And that's how we introduce it to everybody else. So if it works, I know that if it passes in this house, I know it's it's going to be good for everybody. So are you able to go out and and serve the public right now with the COVID restrictions or no? Um, yes, yes. Uh, it's just uh, we have to follow all regulations. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow we will be in Apex, North Carolina, at Rex of Apex. Um, we'll be serving the nurses there and people are you know, welcome to come out. But at the same time, you have to have your mask on. Uh, you got to stay six feet apart. Um, we have a very fast lunch. Uh, we we are we pride ourselves on our speed. Um, Friday will be in Andrew, North Carolina, um, and uh, would love for folks to come out and check us out. Like I said, just look up Mama Nim's Food Truck on Street Food Finder, and you can find out what locations we're going to be. We have a calendar on there to show you where we are, and we do follow all regulations. Um, whatever Governor Cooper says, we have to do. That's what we're going to do. Wow. I honestly, I really can't wait to taste the dirty balls because I mean, Rada has talked so much about them, but now even as you're describing them, it's like, mm. it's the sauce. It's the, the dirty sauce. balls are great, but we have our awesome sauce and I can never tell what's in the awesome sauce because when we made the dirty balls and the soul rolls they were great and everybody enjoyed it. I said, but man, they ain't got a dipping sauce. So we went into the laboratory and started mm, try a little this and a little that and a little this and a little that. And I was like, try this, put it in front of Rada. And if Rada says it's good, it's pretty much good. She is so finicky. She is really picky. So if she's cutting back flips, I know that it is good. And we call it awesome sauce. She actually named it awesome sauce because it was pretty awesome, but <laughs> it's really good. It's kind of a Creole honey mustard, I guess you would call it maybe. But it's so much more. It's so much more. And it's just, I mean, to be honest, that's the only sauce we serve on our truck, fat and ketchup. We don't have ranch dressing and stuff like that because nobody wants it. Everybody says, can I get extra awesome sauce? I'll put it on anything. Mm. Are you going to bottle that? We are going to bottle that. Yes, ma'am. Definitely. We are looking into that. It's kind of everything's happening, been happening so fast in the past 18 months, we, I mean, we're on our second truck in less than two years. So, um, you know, everything has to come in due time. You know, 
we know it's going to happen. And so we, we promise you that we are going to get you all the things that you ask for. It is on the way. It's just there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of uh, government regulations, you know, things like that. So rather than just call a company to do our spices, we actually went and got investors who are going to make a build us a actual um, storefront where we can blend our own. They're going to we want to put the machinery in there. We're going to blend our own spices and then we can start bottling sauce and things like that. Keep everything in house. And that may be where one of my uh, one of my children, they go off in that direction. You know, maybe they don't um, necessarily want to be on the truck in the kitchen. They may want to operate this part of the business. So, And we have and a surprise yeah. guest popping in. We have Rada popping in. <laughs> I don't need to say my name too many times. I gotta let them let them see my face. Hi. <laughs> she got her hair done. That's the only reason why she got on there. She wants to show off her hair. Before <laughs> <laughs> not coming on before. <laughs> she got her hair done. It looks good, sis. He's telling all your secrets, Rita. Oh, did he tell all my? I I could hear some, but. Oh, uh -huh. what you said, but you said my name correctly. I told all the secrets, right? I told the secret correctly. No, I <laughs> my name correctly. No, I didn't say your name correctly. I told the secrets correctly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having a good time. I'll be honest. I until your camera popped up, I to be honest, I forgot that I was on camera. To be honest, I just been enjoying. Talking with Melissa, it's been great, you know, and just telling her everything. You know, she's part of the family now, but we, you have, get, look, how have you not shared your balls with her? I try, I've been trying to share them. I've been trying to get her to have a, like to jump my balls, but get her. It was like, I felt like I had to show them to her, but then I was like, maybe just come taste them. So, yeah, I was just telling her how you actually named the sauce, awesome sauce. You know, we came over with the sauce. I was like, Ray, you got to get over here. And it's funny because we're we're close, but we're not that close. To, you know, it's not like five minutes away. So we got to drive across the county. It's like if I call her, though, and I say, Rada, you got to get to the house now. She'll drop whatever it is. She's like, OK, we got something big going on here. I don't know what this is, but we're going to get on this. So she's always, you know, there to feed and 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 pour into me and help us to grow and it's been it's been great it has been great thanks Bert and Brewington B-R-E-W-I-N-G-T-O-N Bert and Brewington Bert B-U-R-T thanks for the shout out look it up listen if you are going into business and you do not have a radar you are destined to Hell, you need a radar. Listen, this is running your own business is not it's not just a walk in the park. It's not like you just wake up and do it and find you somebody who is great at what they do and loves what they do and tell them about your passion. Show them your passion and people like Rada at Burton Brewington, what they do is they make your passion their passion and they will take it and just run with it. I am on here today on this podcast because her passion for my passion is what 
led to this. And and that's why you need you you need a radar. If you don't have a radar, and I, I will share, I will share, but just understand radar is mine. You're not getting twisted. I share, but she's mine. Sorry, it is what it is. It's because of your balls. Because your dirty balls. <laughs> she loves my balls. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Until you can feed her your balls like I feed her my balls, you'll never get her. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. We can do days. Four days. You know, and up here, you know, I'm having so much fun. I'm not even worried about going and getting a free blooming onion or anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, and it's so sad to see Golden Corral. Like, I I just had all that conversation, Melissa, about you know, good food and stuff like that. And I don't want to knock anybody, but I love Golden Corral because they really take care of veterans. They were the ones who they were the originators. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it is a crime to see them having to close Golden Corral because, you know, everybody does it now because it's the right thing to do, you know, and we love to parade around and talk about how we love our veterans. And it's funny because when you walk into Golden Corral, walk in, you got your hat on, they say, thank you for your service. Here's a plate. You walk into other places, they go, we'll give you 10% off. It's a discount. You know, well, you do realize I wouldn't have come here if <laughs> if it wasn't for this. I probably wouldn't have eaten here. And it's not everybody. It's not everybody. I'll be I'll be honest. When I get done here, I'm going to City Barbecue because City Barbecue is amazing, and they treat. I go there anyway. I recommend if you want barbecue, go to City Barbecue. This is not their time, but I'm giving them a shout out because that is one of my favorite restaurants. And you want to know where the chef eats? The chef eats at City Barbecue. And mama nails. But I don't eat my own balls. <laughs> That's the t-shirt right there. Don't eat. Oh, look. Dirty Balls fan club. Yeah. We already talked about it. Yep. But we can yeah. talk about it again. Look, I couldn't hear, so I'm just trying to do my, make sure people come and be a part of the Dirty Balls. We can talk balls. That's that's what we do in the Dirty Ball Fan Club. We talk balls and sauce, you know, and sauce and balls and putting balls in sauce and sauce on balls and eating the balls and enjoying the balls and how dirty should they be? Should we do a dirtier ball? And that would probably be like a spicier ball, but you know, it, I've had people come into the Dirty Ball Fan Club and say, hey, would you ever consider putting cheese in the Dirty Ball? Interesting. I mean, we're going to try it. I mean, of course we're going to try. You know, I mean, remember when we made the reindeer balls? Remember that? Wet in your mouth, though? Right up. Huh? Do you remember the reindeer balls? Yes. They we were made for Christmas? They're magical. What we did was, instead of dirty rice, we made rice pudding and made it into a ball and fried it. And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. I had to throw them away because I was like, oh, God, you're going to kill yourself. Dude, you've got to do better. <laughs> Defeats the whole Deserve purpose. Deserve Defeats all. the whole purpose of creating the mama nem seasoning and lowering your sodium, but you're increasing your sugar. We do have surprise, but we're starting in 2021 is like when you come out to the truck, 
there'll be a did you tell them that about their surprise menu which only people in the um that are on the newsletter will know about the item what day it's on the truck not every time you see the truck out but there'll be specific days where we'll have like surprise items so you get to have a special code like, you know put put some balls in my mouth and we'll give you something you know something like that something something we're always looking for new ways to keep our our, our loyal followers and customers happy and excited about what we do so we will switch up menus from time to time and we'll always have you know certain staples will be there but we will add things from time to time and um there'll be special events you know like uh we'll have a mama nims uh um creole crab uh, boil you know because people love crawfish and you can't really have gumbo and then not have a crawfish boil you know so um and guess what we don't use that seasoning use mama nims seasoning but uh, we'll do that. We'll have like a Mama Nims barbecue. We want to do like a uh, <laughs> the Mama Nims cookout. Just invite everybody out to come out and see what I do on the grill and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Wow. I, I'm honestly like I live like I live in Goldsboro, so I'm like an hour away from Raleigh, but I would so drive. So I'm going to go find you somewhere and try the dirty dog. We are working on Goldsboro now, though. Ooh. Yes. Um, um, I before all of this happening uh, happened, I with COVID and everything, I had been talking with Pope Air Force Base um, to come down and uh, feed the feed the troops. So uh, we will be in Goldsboro. That will happen. Well, I do have a hookup. We have some. Uh, I have an agritourism farm that I work at. And they're always looking for a food truck to come down and be at their farm. And they're actually doing a event for Christmas called Festival of Trees. So I'll, kind of, I'll pass your name along. Yep. We will get on 70 and come straight on down the road. Come right yep. through, uh, uh, what is it, Rosewood? Uh-huh. Yep. Come through Rosewood and you're in Goldsboro. Yep, actually, it's right around Rosewood is where the farm is at. So, yes, because I, I must add, now that just made me think of something. The reason why I know that is because I shop at Nahunta, mm. the, which, of course, if you're in Goldsboro, you see those signs everywhere, all the way up and down 70. So, all of our um, pork products we get there. Um, the sausage that goes in the dirty balls comes from there, and we will not use any other brand. It, that's, um, our pork, pork belly po', po boy. Um, we have a pork chop po' boy, but that's the secret menu. See, that's one of the secret menu items that you have to sign up for the newsletter to know when we will have the pork chops. We were in Rocky Mount a couple of weeks ago, and one person came up and said, Psst, I heard you had the secret menu item. And we hooked her right on up. It was uh, it was great. She was so happy. She was like doing a little dance and everything. It's like, oh, my gosh. But that's the type of things that we want to do. So um, we try to as much local stuff as we can get. We want to we want to, you know, definitely keep it. Well, first of all, it's coming from the farm. I mean, I trust it more from there than I would Walmart, you know, you know. But, uh, yeah, we have a pork belly po' boy and a pulled pork po' boy and uh, the sausage that we use. And, um, you know, um, Try to keep it in community. We shop at the farmers market. 
Um, that's where all the collard greens come from. You can't have a million dollar collars out of a bag. You know, you got to put some love into it, some work, get the stem out and all that stuff. And that's getting kind of boring, I guess. You know, nobody wants to hear about me snapping green beans. And But honestly, a lot of people really want um, to know how, you're, how you source your food. So, yeah, definitely locally sourced. I love people that give back to the community because they're encouraging. You're not only making money, but you're helping someone else make money as well. So I love that. Exactly. And, you know, it's too easy to just keep making Walmart richer. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, you shop there for the convenience. But being who I am and and being so particular about the the products that we put out I, my wife she says oh my gosh every single day you go to the grocery store yes yes I, I do um we go to the bakery the daily to get the bread I'm not gonna buy a bunch of stuff and let it sit around for a week and give you stale old stuff you know I'm not gonna give you old vegetables. Um, no, let's go and let's get something fresh. Let's go to the farmer's market and um, they take care of us. They take good care of us. And people say, oh, that's so much better. What is that? It's like, well, it's, it really is. You know, yeah, I'm a good cook, but the quality of the products that you use really means a lot. And I don't like pink tomatoes, you know, and a lot of the bigger chains, you know, they they pick the they pick the tomatoes while they're still green and then they put a chemical on them while they're in the truck so that they ripen while they're traveling in transit. And that's why your tomatoes look pink now and not red. Mm. Most people don't think about that. Look at your tomatoes. They're not supposed to be pink. Tomatoes are red. That's why those tomatoes on the vine cost so much more. Hmm. So is there anything else either one of you want to chat about before we hop? So in 2021, we're going to try to implement on the truck a more. And whenever you are in you're actually supporting the community and more than just the fact that we purchase from farmers and local uh, businesses. But we also are going to be working with uh, nonprofit organizations to help feed families um, who are going through or having to do with a parent who has cancer. And that is because that is another uh, subset of mom and them's, which is Samadhi's wife, his lovely, beautiful wife, um, Tish. She um, actually is a breast cancer survivor. And um, she, her story is incredible. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that next year, share her story and how it impacted the family as a whole. But when I tell you this woman and her what she went through um, and what she was able to maintain while in it, and so one of the things that even though they cooked, that was hard sometimes to do was to get meals um, prepared. And so we recognize that for some other families. And that's one of the things we want to make sure people know that when you support mom and them so much for the community, and you help continue to be a servant in our community. And so stay on the lookout, join that newsletter, 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 newsletter. We're going to put this information and then we'll slowly put it on our website. But um, outside of that, I want to say, Thank you so much for having Samad on. Thank you for having me on as always. Um, I love what you're doing, Melissa. I need more of you sharing stories. And so I want to say thank you. Um, thank you for having us on. And mamanems.com. You know, Samad told you everything. Melissa's got it. But we hope to see you guys at our relaunch on December 5th. And that's all I have to say. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I, I definitely look forward to just, I can't wait to feed you. Oh my gosh, Melissa, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be so happy. <laughs> it's now, really good stuff. I will say you have to have some spicy because my husband's from Mexico. So you have to have some kicking spice in there. We, we, we fix that up for those who need it. And okay. uh, we can take it to whatever extent you want. I got some Carolina Reaper right over there if, if necessary. But uh, because what we do is we want to start off where even your kids can enjoy the gumbo. We don't want to make it where there's only one particular, you know, we can always make it hotter. We can never make it less spicy. So, yeah, yeah. he will enjoy it. And the thing is, is that sometimes people want hot. And then there's a difference in being spicy and flavorful. And that's what my is. We are, we are, we are flavor. We are, we are, we are the mayors of flavor town. Let God know I'm coming for his throne. Oh Take it over. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm a poet. <laughs> Only difference is he pulls up in a convertible Corvette and I'm pulling up in a Prius. <laughs> right, because I love the environment. Look at God driving that gas guzzling pollution building. Oh, he's terrible. Let, hold up, let me stop because too many people hear that. They'll start picketing and make a big deal out of it. It's not that serious, folks. They actually pull it on a trailer. He's usually not even driving the car, <laughs> but nonetheless, go Prius. And I actually, Samad, I would love to have you and your wife on later when you guys launch it in 2021 and talking about her struggles with cancer, because um, yeah. I just posted last week um, was my sister would have been 54 years old. She died when she was 27. Um, ovarian cancer. And then my dad also, who was a veteran, he was a Marine Corps veteran, died from exposure of Agent Orange in Vietnam from cancer as well. So I am all there for the cancer survivors and trying to promote people and show, you know, to help them out totally. Yeah. I would yeah, love my to. Always tells, my wife always tells my, my daughter, she says, uh, know your girls, make sure you know your girls because they were able to catch it before it even got to stage one because she knew something wasn't right. And she had to have a double mastectomy. And the day after she had her surgery, she graduated. <laughs> she graduated from nursing school. And uh, wow. I mean, she was already a nurse, but she uh, went to the, I think she, her bachelor, she finished her bachelor's. And she, um, we actually did a video. I went to her graduation and, and took her, got her pin for her. And we had her own video monitor and she is incredible. That is the strongest woman I know. I've never met anybody like her. You know, she takes everything in stride and she just keeps on going. And to be honest, if it were, if she were here, we wouldn't be here right now. I, I know that because she is, that is my rock. She is the one that pushes me. She's the one that says, you know, it's going to be okay. And I got your back. And you know, I know. And matter of fact, I mean, the way we started, she said, look, I know how good you are. The world needs to know you need to go do this. What do we need to do? And that's how it all started. Wow. I love that. 27 years. Mm, I love that. What a great story. And I just can't wait to have you guys back on in 2021 to talk yeah. about the, story, the launching of that whole initiative. Now she's gonna smile real big and turn red in the face a lot. She's not. <laughs> she doesn't. Now she will. She will. But 
I'll, we'll, we'll loosen her up. I'll, you know, I'll spike her drink or something. <laughs> Get her loosened up. <laughs> oh, hit her with some extra awesome sauce. <laughs> So tell us again, some of where we can find you at. Um, look up Mama Nims Food Truck on Street Food Finder. Go to mamanims.com. On social media, we are Mama Nims Food Truck. You can find us on YouTube, on, is it the Twitter or just Twitter? It's the Twitter. Find <laughs> us on the Twitter. You can look us up on the uh, Instaface. Uh, on Instaface, we're Mama Nims Food Truck. You can also check out Chef B. Samad on the Instaface. I tell you what, buddy. I love the way that this world has changed, man. It's all for the better. We wouldn't be able to do this right now. We're having a whole TV interview right now, and I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home because of Instaface and, and FaceTime and, and, and Twitter and uh, what else they got, the, 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 the Slack Gab and, um, and all that good stuff. Thank you, Rada. <laughs> yeah. And excellent. Just... Just as we had discussed, I told you, you know me. I'm always, I'll got you, girl. I, I'll, I'll come through in a pinch. Look us up on social media, Mama Nims Food Truck, MamaNims.com. Look us up on Street Food Finder. That's where you can find where we're going to be located. Come out and get you some fresh, hot, dirty balls. You need that in your life. I'm telling you. Yeah, buddy. Yep. I am looking forward to tasting those because honestly, Rada has talked about them so much. And now hearing you talk about them, I, I, like you said, I need them in my life. Dirty balls. Okay. Oh, so back, um, real, quick, real quick. So last time we were out, Rada, this guy comes to the truck. He, he always orders gumbo. And for whatever reason, he said, I need an extra order. Dirty balls. Don't put any rice in my gumbo. And he broke the dirty balls up into his gumbo. Mm. <laughs> like my, like who'd have thought? Right. Who would have thought? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that well, one. He said, "Dude, that's the way to serve it." Okay. <laughs> so now we gotta try it. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> sort of kind of famous. Dirty balls. We got the trademark today, Raider. That's awesome. It came today. Yay, we own it. I have like, that's gonna be on my tombstone. <laughs> it's gonna say so far the loud 1970 to 2080. <laughs> Created dirty balls. <laughs> All right. I have to go. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. See you guys later. And thank you, Samad and Rada, for joining me today. And we'll see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye, everybody. Bye, blog cabin. Y'all, that was the funniest, I think, interview I have done on any live. When Rada come in, we were already laughing anyways, but when Rada popped in and they talked about how she could not live, had to have her hair done. She couldn't have her hair done if she wasn't going to be on, if she was going to be on a live podcast. And I just thought it was so funny. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait to try some of the Dirty Balls because I've heard so much about this. This is how 
the whole conversation started was Brayden and I were on a wine trip with a group of bloggers and they were talking she was talking about this food truck and she was talking about oh dirty balls and I mean everybody was just cracking up because you can imagine a group of bloggers all women few glasses of wine in I think we were on our way home so we've gone to several wineries that day so everybody was just cracking up and I was like I have to find out what these balls are about all about so anyways long story short um Rada came on when she came on for the voting we talked about having some of her clients come on and Samad was open to coming on which I absolutely love it I love his whole story about his his family and everybody is a chef and you even get a little tidbit of who he was related to Whitney Houston and his voice is so amazing so I hope you guys really enjoy this episode Check it out on Facebook as well, because I'm telling you, you guys will just start laughing because I, toward the end, I was like, have I lost control of this podcast? I do not know at this point, but I really enjoyed chatting with him and I can't wait to hunt down a food truck and find a place, find a place for us to um, try his food. As always, thank you for being um, subscribers, listeners, family of this podcast, Chats from the Blog Cabin. And please review and leave a rating. That would mean so much. That would mean the world to me. Thank you. And you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start chatting.